a disappointing night in a night that was hyped up to be the night that we clinch a playoff spot. This was supposed to be, you know, the game that ended the 17-year drought, and it didn't happen. And I, I for one, I would before the game, I was just so sure the Kings were going to win this game. I was like, there's no chance they lose it. They got all this hype. The crowd is going to go crazy. We're all ready. And they came out and they just couldn't shoot. They couldn't hit threes. It was as simple as that. Five made threes. Five for 27. Only scoring 115 points. That's very low for this team. And allowing 119. Usually if they allow 119, they're going to win the game. And they didn't. Their previous season low for threes made in a game was eight. And they had five. When they started out slow, it was both on offense and defense. They started out slow. Uh, they were allowing the Timberwolves to get to the paint. They, the Timberwolves couldn't make a free throw, which was weird. Jaden McDaniels is killing us. Guy's going to give me nightmares on both ends of the court. He is really good. Uh... And I, I kind of just thought, you know, it's going to be a slow start. We'll come back into it. And, I mean, we did a little bit. But the three-point shooting just never ramped up. And I, I feel like it. I was thinking maybe it's because of how hyped up this game was. And I was thinking that early. I'm like, maybe it's the nerves getting to some guys. And, you know, it's kind of a playoff-like atmosphere. Some guys are a little nervous and the shots aren't falling, or like not necessarily even nervous, but just too amped up, you know? And so I was thinking maybe as the game goes on, that will uh, calm down, right? They'll get used to it, they'll settle into the game, and that just never happened. Even at the end, when Herter hit that three, and then we're within six, and then Keegan gets a wide-open three, and he just missed it, and it's like, yeah, that's just kind of what happened the whole game just missing those huge momentum shifting shots where it seems like the crowd is ready to go crazy and then it just doesn't happen in the first quarter and I think the first half as a whole the Kings allowed so many offensive rebounds and were getting heavily out rebounded in that first quarter and then after that they actually did pretty well on the boards uh, late in the game, it was kind of killer when we were trying to make that comeback, and they got two offensive rebounds. That was rough. But overall, it actually, we won the rebounding battle. We had more offensive and defensive rebounds, and that's honestly saying something, seeing as we couldn't hit a three, so there was lots of rebounds to be had for the Timberwolves. I mean, the Timberwolves didn't uh, hit a bunch of threes, but they were still better than us, and they were still hitting more shots than us. So for us to out-rebound them, that was actually pretty impressive. And I think that was definitely a goal coming into the game because Alex Len was the guy coming off the bench at center and he played all of the backup center minutes apart from like a, a few possessions at the end when we needed threes. And that was interesting to me. He didn't, he, he did some things well. Like, you could see, obviously, his size around the basket deters guys more than any of 
any more than anybody else really on this roster and especially our other backup centers you know Sabonis is okay actually at at getting big and and can alter shots a little bit but Alex Lynn is obviously better than that I think you know he's way taller not way but he's taller than anybody else and so that was interesting and that's something I've been saying for the whole season is why not give Alex Lynn a shot it's just so weird that it's coming now like at the very end of the season and he I don't know if he can't catch the ball because he's just out of rhythm or if he just can't catch the ball. I mean, I I don't think he has great hands. He was dropping some balls and only went two for four from the line, but he did contribute a little bit to winning basketball, I thought. And he's someone who I have wanted to see get a shot at the backup center but I just don't know if we're gonna see him anymore like is this just a one-time thing because it's the Timberwolves and they have Rudy Gobert and and size or or is this something that Mike Brown is actually considering going forward like he could be a guy that actually gets the backup center minutes and obviously this end of the season doesn't matter too much for the Kings. The Kings are pretty much, especially after this loss, the the second seed, the Grizzlies are playing really well. That's pretty, I feel like that's pretty much out of reach. The Suns are, it's going to be extremely difficult for them to catch us. Yeah, that's not happening. So we're locked into the third seed, which is why, like, losing this game, while it's disappointing, but it doesn't really matter, it just would have been like, nice to clinch the playoffs at home everyone had hyped it all up but in the grand scheme of things like losing this game doesn't really have any impact especially when we now go to play Portland and I'll get into that later but they're hitting the tank pretty hard but I mean if this team just shoots even like close to what they normally shoot from three they're probably normally going to win this game there was a extremely exciting second quarter to this game where the defense picked up the Timberwolves stopped making insane shots uh like Kyle Anderson although I think that was more in the second half that he was making some insane shots but uh the Kings defense picked up the offense picked up De'Aaron Fox picked up I feel like you could see like he wanted to to clinch today and he took over in that second quarter and got us the lead by halftime which was pretty crazy after being down 13 at one point I think it was 34 21 at one point and he just went crazy just getting to the rim at will which was fun to see and he was not missing at the rim uh went eight for ten from the free throw line ten for twenty overall he had 16 points or 14 points in that second quarter, just taking over. And so that was fun to watch. Barnes was also good in that first half offensively. Sabonis was doing his thing. But Kevin Herter, he was good offensively in the limited minutes he had, but he was getting into foul trouble because he just couldn't stay in front of guys defensively like we've seen throughout the season. And then in the second half, I mean, that that fifth foul that he picked up was the type of foul where it's just like, how are you supposed to guard him? Like, Kevin Herter, with the way that blocks are called, 
it just really hurts him, especially because he's always just like, just slightly behind. And it, it just feels like those shouldn't be blocks, like when a guy just barrels into him, but they always get called. And all I'm hearing from, from people on Twitter that are not in the Kings sphere is how, oh, the Kings are going to, their offense is going to drop off because of the physicality that's allowed in the playoffs. And all I'm thinking is, if physicality is allowed in the playoffs defensively, then we're going to be even better, because we can actually guard people. Because just sometimes watching those just tic-tac fouls called on Kevin Herter pissed me off. Sabonis fouled out, and, and one of them just made me so mad, where Gobert is just going out to set a screen, None of the contact that's happening is abnormal, and it's not affecting the play in the slightest, and Gobert just, like, flails his arm and gets a foul call. And so, if they truly let those things go in the playoffs, then I feel like we can only get better defensively. This was a really bad defensive game, despite only allowing 119 points, which for us is not the worst, but the Timberwolves were just getting inside the paint and making a lot of floaters, making a lot of middies, and also getting open threes uh, when they wanted to. They weren't knocking them down at the best rate, but they were getting them, I thought. And But really, it was just the problem of them getting to the mid-range so open and getting like right to that floater spot. We saw the Kings go to zone a few times. It wasn't the most effective. We saw them try to just go trap Anthony Edwards and double-team him and then play off that. That didn't work super well, and Anthony Edwards didn't even have a good game, and the Timberwolves still won, so that's rough. But other than Anthony Edwards kind of having a quiet game, it was the usual suspects for Minnesota, and they're playing the Kings. It was Nas Reed. Always kills us. Jalen Noel, I feel like he does as well, and then Kyle Anderson does. Every time, that guy was making some crazy shots. And his release just looks so weird. Malik Monk had a rough first half, kind of got it going a little bit more at a point in the second half, but still wasn't very efficient. Davion Mitchell had one nice play where he just, I think it was in the third quarter when he came in, and he just went around a screen, they gave him space in the mid-range, and he just pulled up and knocked it down. And that was his only shot attempt. And that's always my problem with him is like that looked so good and he can do really good offensive things, but he just doesn't do them enough and he doesn't attack enough and he doesn't look for his offense enough because I feel like he has the talent to be a good offensive player. Trey Lyles also couldn't hit a shot just like everyone else. But he was good at uh, uh, rebounding the ball. He usually is. And then Keegan Murray just also couldn't hit a shot. Like, just the Kings just couldn't hit shots. That's really what this is. And because of how hyped up this game is, you know that the loss, people are going to overreact to it, not realizing that in reality, this is just a loss that doesn't really matter. And it's just the Kings couldn't hit shots. And if they do, like, nothing defensively happened in this game where you're like, oh, that's a new problem. Like, sure, they're problems, but they're not new. 
we've always known this and we've won 45 out of 75 games with these exact same defensive problems that we had in this game and our offense just couldn't bail us out this time. I did love how Sabonis was going at Gobert. It's good that Sabonis had that highlight dunk. And I think he had a few dunks. Uh, but it's good that he had that highlight dunk because he was the victim of a few posters from Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels that weren't his fault. That was the team leaving him out to dry under the rim to get dunked on. But those were some pretty crazy dunks, both from Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels and also from Sabonis going coast to coast and just going straight around Rudy Gobert. That looked so cool. Anyways, we're kind of in the weird part of the season where the games don't matter as much. We're in an easy stretch of games where we play Portland two times in a row and they have, uh, well, they're discussing shutting Damian Lillard down for the season. And I think they're also sitting other guys. So they're just going to have a bunch of, they're young guys. They're going to have like Shane Sharp and Nasir Little, and uh, I think it was Nasir Little who, last time we played the Trailblazers, just went crazy against us. But, uh, you know, I don't know who will be playing in this game, but their last game, I think it was, they didn't have Dame, Simons, or Grant. And so we play them twice in a row. Maybe we sweep. Maybe we go one for one. It really doesn't matter. Like, earlier in the season, I'd be like, all right, you need to get, you need to just get the split here. But I really just, I don't care because I'm like the Kings have been in a position so many times where these games don't matter, but they don't matter because the Kings are at the bottom of the standings. Now it's, it doesn't matter because the Kings are in a position at the top of the standings where there's, as long as they win a few games, there's really not going to be any changes to the standings around them and it's just get your guys healthy you know Darren Fox played in this last game but I don't know if he would have played if it couldn't have been the clinching game at home and so I do wonder if he sits this next game you know I, I don't know if he would have played but obviously it's good to get that hamstring healthy for him and Maybe not in these next few games, but in the games kind of after these next few games, we might see guys starting to sit for rest reasons because the Kings really haven't rested anyone the entire season, whereas other teams are constantly load managing guys. But the Kings, for the Kings, it's always been, well, the regular season is very important, more important than for these other teams. Because if you look at Phoenix, they are five games back of us in that four spot. And that means with seven games left in the season, they pretty much have to win almost every game and us lose every game. That's just not happening. And then we are three back in the lost column of the Grizzlies. So, you know, that's still possible but really that's probably not gonna happen either so we are at the three seed it is interesting now that we lost to the Timberwolves the Timberwolves move into the sixth spot it's way too early to think we know who we're gonna play because it's just a mess at that point in the standings but 
The Timberwolves have given us some problems with their length, but uh, I'm not going to do too much speculating or too much analysis of who we want in the first round because it's just too much of a mess uh, around there in the standings to, to really think about it right now, I feel like. Anyways, that is it for this episode of The Real Report. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, make sure to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore the real report, and I will see you guys next time to recap the game against the Trailblazers. Peace.